actually, here's what I think it comes down to is that when you put more effort into something, it, it creates more like your time is devoted to that thing. Like going to the movie theater, you're there to consume that movie. If you're watching it at home, you're watching Netflix. How many times are you on your phone? You're not appreciating the art as much. You're not going in depth. And so it's not that that movie is on Netflix is worse than the one in the theater. But when you went to that movie in the theater, you were there focused. Exactly. And you experienced that's, it. That's partially why things are less special now. Not because, mm -hmm. not only because the quantity has increased, but the way we experience the, the, the media has completely changed. Welcome to another episode of the Real World Podcast. Guys, we're back. Isn't it crazy? It's been so long, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Last, <laughs> last, last time we recorded an episode was December of 2019. Our last, yeah, our last episode was the Star War, the episode right before we saw Rise of Skywalker. Oh boy. I don't even saw that one. The one that broke us all. <laughs> the one that literally destroyed the that legacy. trilogy. Destroyed the legacy. Not just, well, not, didn't just destroy the sequels, but destroyed the legacy of the originals. What did you think of Last Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go there. <laughs> We're not going to go there. <laughs> we will not go there. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. I am Ian Scott, your host, and joined with me today is the lovely and only Trent Kelly. What's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> Steel Rasmussen. It's your boy, it's your boy. <laughs> and... The uniquely original and beautiful Brenton Jimmy Brooks. Thank you for having me. Complete with the man bun upgrade. Complete with the, <laughs> the man bun version. It's pretty high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> harsh conditioner. I respect it. So we, we've got a lot to talk about today. And I'm, I'm excited to talk about these things because my idea for this podcast before it even started was I've always wanted to talk more than just movies and just about like one specific movie or one specific award show, which is what we've done in the past. So I'm excited to talk about these things because it'll broaden the subject matter horizons of this podcast. And hopefully we can continue to talk about these more broad topics, but still relate to movies. So let's jump into it. So let's first talk about We've talked about this before off the air, not being recorded, but let's come back to it about quantity versus quality. And still, you've talked about the, the idea of um, what's the word? Quality over quantity? The less there are. Yeah, there. The uh, less of something, the more you value it. Yeah, there, there's a specific word you used, though. What was it? What was the I word? What was the word? <laughs> what was the, the word? We'll we'll come back to that. Okay. At least we'll come back to that word. But okay. we're gonna stay we're gonna <laughs> stay we're gonna stay on this topic okay. though. Um does the quantity take away from quality? We live in a world where there is a constant stream flow of content and it's hard to keep up with. So does that quantity take away from the quality 
So can I jump in on this really yes. quick? Yes, yes. So I've actually been thinking about this. Just the other day I was thinking about this when I was tossing and turning in my bed not being able to sleep. <laughs> but um, so I took a statistics class a few years ago and it was really eye-opening in many ways. Um, I'm still as bad at math right now as I was then. But um, I, I did, I think that learning about how statistics work um, changed, opened my eyes to, a, to the, the way a lot of things work. And something that I learned about was a normal distribution, right? How, how um, the greater the, the population size, right? Um, the more normal its distribution begins to become. A bell sense? curve. A bell curve, exactly. Thank you. I forgot <laughs> what it was called. <laughs> so, and, and... Scarcity, that's the word. Scarcity. Scarcity, yeah, yeah. There it is. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Ian's on a roll right now. So, yeah. I, I think... So, my, my idea is that on one end, you have the truly excellent stuff. The truly... Which is very, you know... Uh, kind of scarce compared to the normal distribution, right? Um, compared to the average thing. Then you have some really bad stuff on the end. And every once in a while, you'll, you'll get franchises or properties that catch lightning in the bottle, so to speak. And I keep going back to it, but the original Star Wars trilogy was absolutely lightning in a bottle. Uh, two and a half very, very, very high, high quality movies. But statistically, it's inevitable that the more you add to this intellectual property, the more normal the distribution is gonna become, right? And I know the art is subjective and it's not as objective as, as hard statistics, right? But generally speaking, most people will place the original trilogy, right, on the far end of the excellent side of the bell curve, right? But now Disney in the, in the you know, 50 something years since, since the first Star Wars movie came out, they just keep, they keep on heaping more and more of an on inevitably the quality statistically is going to degrade that's not to say that it's all horrible trash but overall it's it, it's becoming more and more mediocre less and less excellent and so that's the example that i'm giving is that is that it's it's an it's an inevitability that the standard of of quality if it, if it starts high isn't going to remain at that position right it's why um, and it's something that we've seen in almost every um, franchise that's ever existed, that the more sequels there are, sometimes just from, from, from one to two, it's like a steep drop off in terms of quality, right? And so I would argue um, that scarcity can be a good thing. That scarcity is something that, that, that we can value more, right? We value the original Star Wars movies all the more so because there's only three of them. There aren't like 25 of them, <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Right, and so, and now for you people who are big fans of Marvels, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. <laughs> sorry, I meant to say Marvel's cinematic universe. As much as you guys might like it, and they've done a pretty good job of maintaining a, a high quality, objectively speaking, I, I believe, even though I'm not a big fan, but they they're going to keep on pouring more onto it. I think we're already starting to see uh, uh, degradation in terms of quality. That's all I'm gonna say. I disagree. With everything I just said? <laughs> or with? Generally. Okay. I think, okay. 
I lost my train of thought. Well, <laughs> as, as, you're, as you're thinking, so I, I like your... No, nope, I got it okay, back. Fine. But you go, and okay. then I'll go. Okay, it'll be back you and first. forth. Okay, so I, I, I agree with what you're saying still, that I feel like if you increase the amount of content that's being produced, you're not increasing the amount of good content. Like, there's still going to be the same amount of good movies if 10 movies come out in a, in a weekend or 50 movies come out in, in a weekend you know like the amount of good movies will stay the same yeah i so i have to disagree with you on that go for it 60,000 i'm giving you a number 60,000 songs are uploaded to spotify each day do you every guys have day? spotify yeah every day What's Spotify? Who has Spotify? I don't believe that stat, dude. Colin, you have Spotify? Oh, uh, we, have Spotify. You, we, since you, we, hold on. Since we started this episode, we've been joined by the one and only Colin McAnally. S- stole my shades. Colin. What's up, fam? Just here to Colin, observe. do you use your Discover Weekly? Uh, y- yes, I do. You found some I found, music from that? I'd say about a quarter of the music on my safe So, library. Discover Weekly is an algorithm-based um, playlist to each user that it basically finds your taste in music and suggests songs to you. And it's just every week updated. And you think if there were 100 songs updated every day to Spotify, that wouldn't be that accurate towards Colin's taste. But 60,000 each day being funneled into this playlist of suggesting Colin new songs, new content, and so it's like, basically the point I'm trying to make is that when we have quantity of things being made and quantity of movies being made and TV shows, what happens is that quality becomes more individualized to people's tastes, right? Mm. But that's just a thin slice of all the content that's being produced, though, from your own perspective that you really consider good enough to mm-hmm. be worth watching. You, you just said it yourself, right? How many how many songs are uploaded to Spotify per, per day? 60,000. 60, 60, that is the number of music. I don't care how how much music you actually enjoy, how wide-ranging your tastes are, you can't keep up with that with, with an insane input that high. But that's, so that's the point of making. Statistically, but that's not just... I guess we got to figure out, like, are we talking about quantity over quantity for one person? Because if you're, you know, like one artist or one uh, producer, like just pumping out movies, like I can see the quality would diminish. But if we're talking about like, you know, these days where there's new TV shows and movies being made, there's probably like, what, like a hundred, maybe a thousand times the movies being put out is what there used to be. So there's more movies, there's more quality movies that you would being produced every day, but there's more crap. Right, and I think I think that's the the difficult part is we as consumers now have to have to filter through all that crap, you know. Like it's not like even though things are just given to us, you know. Like there's algorithms that suggest YouTube videos. Netflix has you know like are recommended for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have those algorithms, but we still have to make like conscious decisions on what media we consume. Yeah, and sometimes like that, those methods that we use personally don't always work out for us. You know, like how many times do we flip through 
our our or Netflix to find a movie and like we never find one. But I think it's only going to get better as technology advances. Yeah, I, I hope so. Where I agree more on your guys' side is I think that the quantity of, of uh, media that we're consuming makes us appreciate it less. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And that diminishes, that. I sure. guess, it, def- it depends how you're defining quality. Are you defining it by your personal enjoyment of something and that's quality you know because if that's the case then yeah like over consumption can decrease your enjoyment how much you appreciate you know that one movie and it's like every week there's a new big blockbuster you know so i can definitely see let me just diminish let me just ask you guys a question things are less special so let me just ask you guys because i can't say within the last five years I i can't say right but let me just say let me just kind of go back to the Star Wars thing, okay? And you, it always you, comes back you, to Star yeah, Wars. Well, for me, it's kind, of, it's, kind of, it's kind of my religion, right? But I, I, I think you love you love those movies probably almost as much as I do, probably, right? At least probably. The, talking about the original three. Yeah. You're also a big Marvel fan, though, right? <laughs> Correct. But so, so no, 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 answer honestly, right? Do you, do you value the twenty plus Marvel movies? That have been made as much as you value those three individual movies. It's hard to say because I've spent more time with Star Wars. Like Star Wars was around before I was born, you know. So like literally, I've had Star Wars my entire life. So there is more of a nostalgia feeling. Whether as MCU came around two thousand eight, so like mm-hmm. you know, I was I was a kid, and like also I guess there is nostalgia with that as well. But, I don't know, they're just, they're different. They're different. So how do you compare, like, Empire Strikes Back to, like, what's the newest uh, solo story? I think the best comparison to Empire Strikes Back is Civil War, and I think it's on par. Wow. Wait, Civil like, Civil War? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if I'd agree, but... Well, I mean, comparison-wise, like, Empire Strikes Back and, like, what's that new solo movie called? Solo. Is it just called Solo? Like, how do those compare to you? You know what I mean? Are they like the same? Solo. Uh, Master masterpiece and crap. I would like, take. I yeah, would take for sure. I would take oh, almost any far. Marvel movie over Solo. That movie is. I didn't even but, see that movie. I feel like this so is. Many. I feel like this is a little cool. bit anecdotal like, though. Like, that is so one. Yeah, that is one. Because the question is, does is basically does the quantity that we're getting like. Basically, is quality decreasing because we're getting more quantity of, let's say, like with movies, right? I don't, I don't think there is. That's why I go back to like, I feel like there's still a a great amount. I don't know, maybe, yeah, I think you're right. Actually, I think now that there's more being produced, that there is more good things out there. The, but, the hard, but, the hard thing. But is the just, ratio kind of remains the same because there's still. Exactly. There's more bad but stuff. Out I know. There. Well, the the ratio is the same. So like, you know, like for every. But it's not know, about the re- ratio. At the end of the day, it's the number of good stuff. Right. But like, it, it's it's worth it to have ten amazing movies in a year if there's like, two hundred terrible movies. You know, it's worth it, right? It's worth. It, but the hard thing going back to is, we yeah. as consumers just have to filter through it like we have to be more selective with our with our consumption can i say something really yeah, quick yeah, colin yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I agree with that. It's called I think it's called survivor bias, right? Because we, we yeah. look back at like the, like the music or the movies from like the from like the seventies, sixties, or eighties, right? They survived to this day, and we think, oh, things were so much better back in the day. They produced better content. It's like, like not Jones. really, not really. It's just the good yeah. stuff just survived. There was as much exactly. crap, poppy stuff coming out back in the day. Just as many bad movies. Well, you know, I mean, the ratio kind of remained the same, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and so. Yeah, but I agree with that. Anyway, it's it's survivor bias. Have you ever been in the YouTube Colin. comment section of a Queen video and it's like, <laughs> man, like I really wish I was born then. Everything here is crap. It's, it's now. like you, you must. It's like you must have never heard of disco. <laughs> yeah. Colin, just to clarify, I just need clarification. So ratio, you saying like the ratio remains the same, like the the percentage stays the same, or just a certain right, number? Right. Of so like, say, like, like generally, you say like like still like. Like back in the eighties, like ten percent of them, or like let's say three percent of the movies were amazing, and like ninety-seven percent were subpar. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, and you, the, it's the same now. So, 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 yeah, yeah. So, like, let's say there were like a hundred movies that came out in nineteen seventy, right? And only ten of those were good, right? It's okay. ratio of ten to one. Now, let's say today there were a thousand, thousand movies, okay. right? It'll only be a hundred. Okay, so you're saying, relatively speaking. So right? you, you, okay, so you are saying that there are more good movies, but there's way more crap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's so odd. Yeah, and like what Trent said, I think it, it's interesting that we have technology now to help us with our media consumption. Like we don't have to sift through those sixty thousand songs yeah. every day yeah. to find like what music we like. Like it ha there's this curated playlist yeah, for us. Spotify. So we're not necessarily arguing <laughs> what like if is like movies are worse these days. No. Or, okay, we're just saying. I would. I would heavily argue that movies are probably their best are maybe i don't know about i don't know they're certainly not worse right they're either as good as they were mm -hmm. 30 40 years ago if not better okay. well, es especially in the technical aspect technical aspect yeah. and also cultural aspect too i think we are seeing work like we're seeing directors who normally wouldn't make movies 30 years ago because of, you know, like, cultural norms. Like Quentin Tarantino. You think he could have made a movie in the 80s? Yeah. Well, he kind of did. Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, he started, what, 91 was Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, like 92. Was it close? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I Do you think it's kind of like, like, the so whole, I think like, movies are getting better because in that regard. Do you think it's like the whole, like, marathon thing or, like, like the world records for, like, the marathon or, like, the mile for so long it was, like, I don't know what the number was. Five minutes, but something? Yeah, and then eventually, but now they run it in like a yeah, quarter like I, of that. I, I think like scientists for a while said it was humanly impossible to run a four-minute mile, you know, but then like yeah. Olympi Olympians did it. But it's kind of like, brother, like my brother-in-law literally can run under a four-minute mile. Really? really? Yeah. And now I think the fastest, under, fastest mile is under four minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's like... I think there's, there's over a thousand people like on planet Earth. But there's Crazy. something to be said about like like pioneering things. You know, if you like, obviously, like on a technical standpoint, there's so much pioneering that went on, like with George Lucas and Star Wars, like on a technical yeah. level, or like Pixar with 3D animation, right? Like. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Well, no, I'm not laughing at you. I know. I'm, la well, like, I'm laughing, laughing at, at your statement. No, 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 no. I'm laughing at. Your statement reminds me of something that Wait, somebody else continue, said. Continue. But if you compare like the animation to like a modern day Pixar movie to like the fo for the first Toy Story, or, ah, that's a that's a mouthful. The first Toy Story, it's way far ahead of that, right? Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it's like 
is it fair to say like, oh, this is better than this? I mean, objectively, I guess it is from a technical standpoint, but it's still like paying respect. Acknowledging your And roots. it's also like what was harder to achieve from a technical standpoint, was it the first Toy Story or was it Soul? Right. You know, it's... That, that is true. Like, you know, like they can... I, I saw this YouTube video of a dude recreating Tron, like the original Tron in his oh, computer yeah. in like a couple hours, you yeah. know? It's insane. And like, and the, back then, I don't know the exact numbers, but, you know, I'm sure that took like an entire team, you know, for years to create that. Well, they, they did it all with uh, basically math equations basically on a computer screen to create the geometry. Like they had to type in manually the shapes oh. of like, you think like the cycle, they had mm -hmm. to, like the points, right? In a 3D space and then they'd hit it and over, it'd take days to render and then they'd be able to see what it looks like. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Overall, I would just say, um, I would, I would take, um, if I'm talking, I mean, I guess there are two kinds of art. There, there, there are two forms of media, right? There's the kind, there's, there's like the, the catchy poppy music that you'll listen to while you're taking a walk or working out, right? But not stuff that's actually deep. On any, but then there's like the symphonic music, right? And so, um, you know, uh, you know, quantity can be a good thing. You know, sometimes it's just nice to just like turn something on and just have something going on in the background while you work or something like that, you know? But something to really sit down and immerse yourself in and, and, and be like moved by uh, certainly would take you know you, you know certainly a point for you know quality right but you know it's it's minimal and I feel like I still experience that on on a regular basis you know like even with with Netflix movies a few days ago I watched uh, the trial of the Chicago 7 and Good. Such a good movie. I oh, loved it. Like, I probably one of the best movies of 2020. And like, even Did though it's mm -hmm. got nominated for a lot, yeah, best picture, all that. Did Nomadland win? Nomadland won. Yeah, we could. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't that bad, guys. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it, it was, was the best picture of the year. So no, it wasn't. I don't feel like I don't feel like that movie's gonna be. I'm not gonna jump into I don't feel like that movie's gonna stand the test of time. But it won't. Yeah, I know. Like, it, and how it, many people it, actually watched it? A year from now, people are gonna be like, "Wait, what wait, one?" Colin did too. I was just following Colin. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't get any better. Like, I asked if I missed anything, and people were like, "Nope." Like, how many yeah. people actually watched that? Like, who were like? Because I could ask. I feel like yeah, I could go out and ask people on the street, and like, I wouldn't be able to find one person that actually yeah. watched it. Out of a hundred people, I maybe might find one person. That's really common. He didn't like it. Colin, even he didn't like it. Yeah, I don't think so. He said, I forgot what he said. Well, he didn't like the experience around the movie. Because he, because all of you guys watched I mean, I it get, together. Like, I mean, and like, you guys didn't like it. So well, <laughs> maybe, is, maybe for is, when people get together, you, that's not the movie to watch. What does best picture oh, for mean? Sure. Does it like mean the most pretty thing on screen or like the best movie it's slash story? all around. It's like the all around that, best movie. The only thing that movie had going for it were the shots where I would give it like, it was, but like, it felt I very could not authentic. Give a crap about, like, but we don't watch movies for the realism. Yeah, it had a, it had like a good. I like, mean, at least you don't. Sometimes I do. But the it just story, story. Like, I feel like there was something there though. Like it had some like authenticity that I was at first oh, when I was watching sure. it. I was like, okay, That's I can see this. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, and I, then it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, that movie represents. I liked how it started. Like it's but like like after like an hour, I'm like, all right, guys, what's what's happening here? Every like, actor 
in that movie except for Francis McDormand was an actual nomad. Like no oh, one really? else, no one in that movie is an actor, like a professional actor, except for Francis McDormand. Oh wait, what about her? Uh, like the yeah, love interest character. That dude's like. Oh, that's he, oh he was okay. Yeah. So like okay, Maine. I misspoke. All of the nomads that she meets, those are like Maine legit that's cool, but nomads. That, like that's not. I don't know. Okay, let, let's move let's on. Try. Let's move on. So what I was saying about uh, I hate the Oscars. Sorry. Freaking what was it? Trial of Chicago Seven. Like so. What was I even gonna say about it? It was on Netflix. It was on Netflix. Like it was, it only, like it was at a very limited theater run. It was definitely a streaming movie. But like I and I only I watched it, you know, while I was laying on my bed in my bedroom, you know. But I had like an amazing experience with it. So I think, as long as we selectively choose, like, and if we're purposeful with our media consumption, like we can still have meaningful experiences with mass consumption does that make sense yeah well yeah, yeah it's it's because because you can stumble across uh a gem that you you hadn't discovered before exactly yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah, uh, i get that I mean, and if we're believing in like a true ratio like it's not any more difficult than it was 20 years ago to find a good film right and even though there's more even though there's more crap there's more good stuff yeah, so I think maybe we're like, leaving like you know like just statistically. I'd like, say that it's it's the method is just different. Well, I mean, I mean, back in you know thirty years ago, right? I, I, you know, it was harder, but in some way, there's so many titles being thrown at you that it, it is also hard in its own unique way. But yeah, you know. no, yeah. and I think there there are more barriers for artists to get their work out there to a mass population back then. Oh, for sure. Like to today, you know, to say. Well, let's go back to, to yeah. musicians, you know, like you can, you can, it's so much easier now to get your music out there, whether it be Spotify or SoundCloud. You don't yeah. have to go to a big record. Like, yeah. Like, like you back that, then. It's you, a double-edged sword though, because of the, like, it's awesome. But at the same time, you're competing with, let's say I submit a song today, I'm competing with 59,999 yeah. more songs. You know what I exactly. mean? It's more competitive. It's but more competitive, but it's, it's awesome. You could argue a lot that like back then, a lot of the art would get lost in like all the bureaucracy like with a studio you have to get you write a script and you have artists, to get approved by a studio it's way more expensive to put this thing out like how many blockbusters even came out in 1950 like yeah, yeah and no. and they were also you know there were there were kind of like unions or you know, kind of like the relics of like guilds that were super like you know i kind of closed ranks and it was kind of hard to break into that and then you have like young aspiring artists or filmmakers who were exploited so badly by like the uh, the distributive companies mm-hmm. or like the production studios you know yeah. I mean, how many how many rock bands from the 70s wrote songs about the record companies and how much they hated them for for exploiting them you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so Still in some ways yeah it is yes. more consumer friendly but paradoxically it's made it harder to break out because because now it, the floodgates have been opened right and it's interesting to think about how the line between producer and consumer is becoming blurred, especially with like social media. You know, like a YouTube, like a YouTube star. Would you, <laughs> would you, TikTok or TikTok? Yeah, like would you consider them like consumers <laughs> or producers? You know, like I think it's that line is just becoming more blurred. And in a lot of ways, though, it has become easier for artists to make a living. I mean, it just it has in general like still tough, but it's still easier. tough. Yeah. But there's a lot more pathways, and I don't think it's as 
like it's not how it used to be white. where it's is like either you're you you're have to go starving the or yeah either you're starving or you're like a millionaire now it's like artist, yeah. and i think we're gonna see a lot more and more of like just uh middle class musicians middle class artists there's more career opportunities for like artistic fields and yeah. things like that like right. yeah more, more content yeah. more so more jobs so it's great if we if I, if we can just for a second shift a focus from from the um, the artist or, or from the producer to the consumer I have a big problem with consumer culture let's hear it I am so <laughs> I TikTok it's not for me it's not for me to, to tell people how they how they like eat. fan culture is that fan what culture okay. is yeah it's not from literally it's, my next okay point, oh, great great well okay so it's not for me to say how people should enjoy something you're right but it really <laughs> but you're damn right. it really irks me when 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 people just don't think critically about the media that they're consuming Dude. And it's like if you and, 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 and if there's like hype around something, and if someone has like a differing opinion, and they say, "Well, I didn't like it for this, that, or the other," and then it's all and then it's like all of a sudden you're like a nitpicker, and and, and, and it's like if you point out like like certain flaws like in the script, or with, or if you didn't like the delivery, right, or if you thought the song lyrics were crap, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I just don't. I, I feel like the biggest perpetrator of this is, is fan fan culture YouTube communities like like, like you, know, you know like YouTubers who are yeah. all who are all like showing off like their latest merchandise you know it's like you know it's, it's like Disney sent me this like giant <laughs> packet of like Star Wars action figures so I could you know in, in exchange for shilling for their movie you know what I'm yeah, saying it's yeah. like it's, it's like dude you can't criticize the Star Wars movie it's about space children <laughs> it's about space where it's intended for children it's like if it's out there, it's subject to criticism, <laughs> and you can criticize it if you want. You know what I'm saying? Star like, Wars. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I was going back to that. <laughs> but no, but it's anything. Like, yeah. Like, like you could you could say the same you could say the same thing for these the, the slate of uh, of superhero movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. like, so many people are just all like consume, just nom 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 nom, not actually thinking about what it is they're consuming. It's like it's like empty calories. It's like McDonald's. It's like you're not actually sure. like, enjoying the meal. It's just like nom 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 nom. Right. And I have a big problem with that, but that's not for me to say how, how, how other people will consume their content. Just don't be upset if I don't feel the same way. That's right. it. Wait, so I wanted to ask you, um, how did your latest class make you realize that, wait, wait a second, maybe Marvel movies so, aren't as great as I thought? Not, not that, but it's more just like <laughs> the culture, <Nice> try. the <laughs> culture behind or the culture surrounding it isn't as like, I don't know. It's not attractive. as it's not as attractive as as I thought, and it really it honestly goes. <laughs> it really goes all back to what you were saying, Steel. It goes back to not being like a culture zombie, you know, like just just being spoon fed literally everything that's given to you. It's more like it's better and it's more meaningful consumption when we are selective with what we are given and we. Are more we think more about like we're we're challenged by the things that we're given it's better to challenge those things than to just like blindly accept them and so like that doesn't change couldn't have said it better myself oh <laughs> thanks dude um so i'd say like that's kind of the main thing that i've gotten from from this class and like all of the the text that we've read 
Um, so it's more the fans of Buggy rather than the actual films, like the the fan love and like this like adoring. Yeah, well, it, it just it just makes me more self aware of like your place. It just it makes, it makes you, your place in exactly. culture. It makes me it makes me more purposeful with the way I watch movies and like and what movies I do watch. You know, like I, I like I'm not so so nowadays when a Marvel trailer comes out, like, yeah, I'm going to watch it as soon as it comes out. But I'm not going to be as quick to assume that it's good. Well, Does that back, make sense? Going back to Steele's idea of statistics, which I liked a lot, I think with the, the, like, with the bell curve, <laughs> yeah, with the bell curve, like, he's saying, like, if if a movie's average, then average people are going to love it, right? So maybe that's why Ooh. average movies are so loved, right? And that's not to say that you guys are average for liking movies. What do you mean movies. average movies? Like, average movies where it's like, it's safe to really like. Truly easy. culture, it's, people love Nomadland. It's, it's comfort. It's comfort. It's comfort. Yeah, it's like, well, it's like watching my... And story. that's fine. That's fine. Just don't treat it like it's like, like, like it's like Russian literature. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> <laughs> don't treat it like it's like gospel or something. Oh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like it's something that... The defines you as a person. Something that can't be analyzed. We do we define something that can't be analyzed critically. Go ahead. We define ourselves with the fandoms we associate ourselves with, right? Like that. How else do we? How else do we identify ourselves? But by like the clothes that we wear and the the movies that we're into and the music we listen to. Like that's how we. Yeah. That's how we connect with other people. You know. Well, and, and, and that's how we identify ourselves as like individuals. And, you know, as you put it so well, I Thank just wa- I just want to go off of that a little bit is because the reason why I have such a strong position on this is because I, I believe that art matters. It I can't tell you how many times I've been roommates with STEM majors. Now STEM not to knock STEM STEM is extremely important, right? But I've met with, I've interacted with people who were dismissive of of what I go into, right? Or dismissive of like the humanities. They roll and, their eyes, they roll yeah, their eyes. and art and culture. Yeah, yeah. I sincerely, but, but the, the, then those same people turn on Disney Plus and watch, you know, and binge watch. Uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're consuming culture. It matters to you. It, 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 yeah. it matters. And so that, what I'm saying is that like, I feel like society is in large part given structure by culture. And, and the kind of messages that we spread through our culture matter. The quality of our art matters. And that's why I, I want us to be able to, 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 to look at things with a critical eye so that we can refine culture in a way that makes it more uplifting. Does that make sense? But not liking something doesn't mean that it's not less refined. Like, well, that's objective. And, and uh, exactly, that's it's, subjective. It's, it's, it's subjective. Like, but, but you can't. I'm sorry. I think you can't tell me that, that Nicki Minaj. I don't care what your taste is. You can't tell me that Nicki Minaj is someone who's 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 actually providing something that that's truly culturally relevant. So maybe it's more <laughs> on like the receiving end that like high quality art doesn't need to exist, but we as consumers just need to identify with art. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm not saying I'm not I'm not putting it very. I'm not. I'm not I, I could. No, you, I, you, I could put it a lot better. You but, gave me chills, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thanks. But but like, um, art is a subjective experience, right? I can't tell you what what is objectively good or bad. But 
there is an objective element to art, right? There is such thing as an objective flaw in a script, right? Plot holes are a thing, right? Um, if there's an art piece that has bad proportions, but there's also you know, rules bad human proportions. You know what I'm saying? But like, if you're trying to do like a realistic portrait, but it's like the next like like a brachiosaurus, you know what I'm saying? Like 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 unless it's intentional. But basically, what I'm saying is that like the common defense for that people have when defending art that they like that's being criticized is well, it's subjective. It's like that's fine. It's fine for you to like it, but you can't tell me that, that this is flawless because there are flaws and there are objective flaws that you can identify and pick out in art. And it ties into the whole fanboy culture where it's like, you know what, man, just like, just, just, just consume it, man. Just, just like it, man. Like you shouldn't take it seriously. It's like, no, I believe culture matters. And I believe it's something that should be taken seriously. That, that's my position. Well, that, that's not a hard thing too, though. Is like, we, we want to, sometimes we want to consume these things, but like we want to be part of these fandoms, but we're afraid of that, that pushback, that retaliation from others, like being judged. You know, like I, I sometimes don't That's like. I don't like telling Ta- people. Toxicity goes both ways. Yeah. I don't like telling people a lot of time that I'm a Star Wars fan because there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of toxic Wait, so culture. Wait, you like Episode Nine? Like people say that to you? No, I, I I don't. But just I am I am definitely I, part of the Star Wars fandom. Yeah. And like, say, like classic example. But they think that, is, that, that, that that automatically makes you like like a bad, toxic person who harasses exactly. uh, actresses online. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, that's why I don't like yeah. sometimes being associated with certain fandoms. And I think classic example is Rick and Morty. You know, like wouldn't oh, be caught. Yeah. I wouldn't be caught dead telling someone I like Rick and Morty you because never, never. So funny. <laughs> Yeah. Funniest episode. I mean, I even like a po- uh, Pulp Fiction shirt. Like, I wouldn't wear a Pulp Fiction shirt it's because, like, it looks really you cool. And it's a great, it's a great movie. But like, I don't want to be thrown off as, as a as like a film bro. Cinema. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. a film bro. Yeah, film bro. Wait, Brent, what's a uh, Ian? What's a film bro? Really, a like a very pretentious film student who like who is like oh dude you haven't seen that movie oh my gosh dude so so a lot of those at chamber a lot of those at (laughs) oh no one's gonna listen to this no No. i think think colin's gonna say something no i was just gonna say i agree it's i guess the reason why i never you will never see me wear like a marvel shirt anywhere (laughs) because i don't want to be associated with kind of that kind of what we're talking about i don't think marvel is as bad it, I, like I, I tell I people, know, there's, there's, I mean, I'm not talking about people specifically in this room, but there's a lot of people with strong opinions about Marvel. Like, I think the crowd, the anti-Marvel crowd, is growing. Is that it? makes, yeah, it makes me feel really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, and I think the more movies come out, I think that. But like, I mean, I'm not gonna get into why I like Marvel, but that's, I, I'm kind of, yeah, like, it. Well, it, people can be like, man, you cannot tell me there's one good villain, and like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, you know what I mean? Like, well. It it does not. I do not feel special being a Marvel fan. Like you know, like no, I, I, I I do either. not I do not feel unique or special in any well, way. Well, no, me neither. And like that's part of the reason why I don't want to be wearing a Marvel shirt. Right. Like, oh, you're like uncultured, bro. You just like you know. Your culture zombie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so that's why you know. But you know when somebody brings it up or yeah. bags on it for too long. Like, well, well, 
you know what this reminds me of? Okay, I'm sorry. I'll, this is the last time I'll go back to Star Wars, I promise. <laughs> but it ties. No, 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 but it ties into the themes that we're talking about, right? I hate the phrase. No one hates Star Wars like a Star Wars fan. It's like, oh, come on. Oh, no, no, no. And it's like, hold on a second. Why is it bad for people to be passionate about something and, and, want, to, and want it to be held to, to a high standard of quality? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the dumbest statement to me. It's like, like, it's like, like government. <laughs> no, seriously. It's like, no one hates the U.S. government like an American. It's like, well, that's because we want the government to, like, you know, be better, be, be more efficient, be less corrupt, be, you know, work towards the will of the people. Like, like. Just because we're criticizing something that doesn't mean we hate it, you know what I'm saying? Because we like it more. I feel like I have that stereotype. I think my most hated movies are the most recent trilogy, like like in cinema history. And that's fine though. Like like that doesn't make you like some stupid idiot Star Wars fan. It's it's like no, it 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 means you're you're being it means you're being critical of the media if that's being thrown in your face. If you weren't a Star Wars fan, you wouldn't care. Exactly. I I probably watch those movies like oh they were kind of yeah exactly you wouldn't care you wouldn't care. X-Wings are cool, so it, it, you know? So, if, so if, if someone says that, they've immediately lost their credibility in their argument. Says what? Uh, no one hates Star Wars oh, yeah, like yeah. a Star Wars fan. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's like... <clears throat> that, that, but the thing is, it's true, right? though. Like, that, but <laughs> that's true, people, though. People and, reacting negatively to something that, that involves something they're passionate about is a normal thing, actually. Right, and then that's what I was about to say. All fandoms should be that way. Yeah. You know? Can you can you can you convince someone to not like something, no matter how bad that thing is that they like? I, it depends, I feel it depends on your approach. Sorry, I feel, you guys. Say, yeah, I was okay. the right podcast or the right rhetoric. Just, you can you can. Absolutely. And and I mean, is that a good thing though? That's so, a bigger question. Is it a good thing. thing to change someone's mind of something they enjoy? So with well, it depends on your opinion. With I'll bring up Star Wars this time. I have been more convinced of the fallacies of Last Jedi because of YouTube videos. Absolutely. Because of like video essays dissecting yeah. it and pointing out its flaws. And and that like it, yeah, it's kind of sad. Like I looking back like man, I kind of wish I didn't watch those because I'd rather but I don't know, going back to I need to be more critical thinking about I my I can't watch these just cuz they make no. me just, Infuriated, so like, it just adds to the fuel of the fire for me. I put them on the back row while I'm working. Oh, oh, dude, why do you put them on? Brent, because it's fun. So Fantano, like he's like his music reviewer, and there's been times where I listen I to an album and I, I can't like stand it. him. I can't and then, stand like, him. I listen to him and I, I, I hear his good points. And I realize, wait, maybe this album isn't as good as I thought. So it's like it's the same thing with music too. And that's like, I don't think. But think about it. That's sad. I don't think that's. I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I truly don't I think believe it's, it's a bad thing. That's gatekeeping. What what like having like a like an intellectual? Um, you can't like this music the, because you don't understand it, sort of thing. And or like kind of having like um, uh, there's a, there's a certain term. For it's it. bad to stop liking something. Is no no like there's if you there's, find joy in something. Right, but I mean, I understand differently. Well, like the, the 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 term is called an opinion leader. Like they like their opinion dictates what everyone dictate, else. Right, and so like. Like film critics, restaurant critics, those are that's like the the classic example of an opinion leader. Like their opinion is the most trusted, and they literally sway the opinion of the masses. Like is that ethical? Totally. Is that ethical? No, no, absolutely ethical. I, 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 well, it's not that he's brainwashing you and thinking well, the music's good. He's just saying, he's bringing up a lot. Like not. I was but what's wrong with enjoying? Think about it. You love hot dogs your whole life. <laughs> 
and I just come I up to you and I say, dogs. hey, dude, watch this video, and I show you how hot dogs are made. And from then on, you just can't ever enjoy it ever again. Okay, okay but I, what if those hot dogs Trent, have Trent, no negative impact? On that like that opens a whole other can of worms yeah, into like veganism good. and the ethics of the meat market, which I don't think we should well, get into. That's not the point <laughs> I'm trying to make. No, I know, but I, think but I just be careful with the, like people like because. Go ahead, Trent. Sorry. It's okay, a, just going back to like still brought up like the I just I don't think that art is. Like when you say that something can be like that is subjectively flawed, I don't necessarily agree that that can even be a thing. You mean objective? You mean you mean objectively flawed? Objective because flaws. Because that's absolutely a thing that okay, happens. Okay, but art. here's the thing: is rules are meant to be broken, and that's what art's done since so the Trent. start of time. Is they've broken rules, Trent. and that's what's made art push further and further is from rule okay, breaking. Okay, so, so so but no wait, a, a flaw. When it comes to art, what I think of flaws, I think it means that that is an objective thing that makes it more likely to be disliked by someone. Trent, if I'm watching a movie and the boom mic is all of a sudden in the frame, that's an objective flaw. What if it's like a art. Mel Brooks movie and it's on purpose? Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? It's like Blazing Saddles, like they're like, oh, there's the cat. Like, there's okay, but, but, there's, but, there's but, rules but, but, but that I'm saying if you're, okay, let, let's say, let's say it's in that moment in Endgame oh, when, okay. when like Captain America picks up uh, Thor's hammer, and all of a sudden you can see the boom mic, or you can <laughs> yeah. see some fat guy in the screen like trying try, try to get out of frame. That, that's an objective flaw. Yeah, okay? and I guess that that There's would make such sense. A thing is an objective flaw. Or, I get I get what you're saying there is that like or, they made a mistake, but I think like as far as looking any, at it from an artistic angle, because that's not necessarily like looking at the artistic side of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so that, that is more of a technical. No, 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 no. But but like, just just let me give you this example. Is like. Say that we all love salsa, but I love my salsa to have way more spice in it, like inhumane amount of spice, but I love that. You guys, like statistically, 100 people, only one person would like that, but I like it. Like like to you, it's thing. a flaw, but to me, I'm, I, it doesn't so bother great. me. Amazing. Or maybe no. there's like, maybe there's onions in it but, and you hate onions, but, but to me, Trent, I don't mind Trent, the onions. That's fine, but what I'm saying is that, is that is that there are we can pick like any kind of like random script right i mean th help me out like like what's like a, the biggest plot hole that comes to mind like immediately uh from any movie i don't know time yeah. travel yeah plot i was holes. thinking about like harry potter oh time travel. yeah i mean harry potter i mean i mean there's all kinds of issues with harry potter but the thing is though and and, 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 and this is my next point for some reason people have forgotten that you can acknowledge the flaws and see the flaws in something and still enjoy it. Look, my uh, I used to the Lord of the Rings movies for me used to be the pinnacle of, of human creation, right? But my opinion of them has diminished slightly more and more over time because there are certain issues that I have with it, right? But because like someone else brought those issues to you or like you came to I read the books <laughs> okay. I read the books and, 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 and then I and then I, I looked and then I was like wait a minute oh this this makes so much more sense you know what I'm saying but like like for example I think it's like the ghost army right like in a second all that green mouthwash just destroys all those orcs it's like mm -hmm. okay so then why don't they go those send them to Mordor why don't, why, don't, why, don't, why, don't they, why don't they go to Mordor why don't they send them to Mordor and say okay alright now that was the first leg of your relay the second right. one is 
Part two of this task is go kill all the orcs on Mordor. Clear, in a, clear in the way for the ring way, bear, though. And then I'll let you go. So I see what I'm it saying. Happen in the book that way? No, it didn't. No, but that's but that's a big long story, and yeah, I don't yeah. want to get into it. But so like it's like all right, well, but that doesn't change the fact that like the, the acting is excellent, the sets are excellent, the designs, the music, the the set pieces, the the, the battles. But like, and, and the, that's my biggest thing is that is that people fight against against criticism because it's like they can't fathom the idea. Mm. That something that, that that they love so much has flaws in it. It's like, I no, it's okay. I, I agree. It's okay. it's okay. You can like something and still acknowledge that there are issues with it. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I I personally think it's weird that that Luke doesn't react more strongly when he sees the charred corpses of his aunt and uncle outside of the the, the Lars <laughs> homestead. Yeah. Dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah. actually facts. He just kind of like, oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like he just kind of mopes around for a second, and then like that's it. And like, like you'd be traumatized. You know what I'm saying? You know, what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, it's like, it's still a great movie, but it's a, but, but it's kind of, a, it's something that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Movies are, movies are an interesting thing because you look at like, you look at a painting, like, is it even possible to like find a flaw in a painting that like the artist couldn't argue wasn't a flaw and that it was there on purpose? But then you have a whole movie of like how many frames, and it's not just images; it's sound. Like it's potentially thousands of people working on this one yeah. project. And so you think about it, it's like that's kind of an interesting thing. So like I agree that like it wouldn't be yeah. fair to say like there's no flaws. But at the same time, it's kind of like, is it achieving? Is it is it doing what it set out to achieve? Even if there's plot holes, even if there's mistakes, misled lines, whatever, like does it achieve what it was trying to, which is like yeah. give the audience a certain experience. And I'm saying that it, 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 it is possible. Yeah, and that a lot of times those plot holes- but, but so many people trying to act like they don't exist is what I'm saying. It's like- And I agree like, with look, that. Hey, there are potholes in the road. No, it's not. It's a perfectly smooth road. The car's bumping. No, it's not. And I guess- No, it's not. Uh, the tires blew but would no, you it didn't. Would you no, agree no. that a better response like you're saying that to me, like you point out this plot hole, a better response for me maybe is, yeah, but I don't really mind that. Like that doesn't bother me. Sure. I don't care. Sure, absolutely. But then, but then, but then, in acknowledging it, uh, you can't say it's it's like a you can't say for example that it's like a flawless perfect movie. Yeah, you know I get what you're saying that there there is like certain things like logical like, things you can come to like yes I agree that's a like time travel yeah. that's a there's a flaw there but. Like in a, the movie as a whole, I enjoy it. Yeah, I think that's I think like, that's partially how I don't we, care about that. Like, how we avoid being cultural zombies is like we can still enjoy. Like I can still be an MCU fan and like think critically about those like, movies. Man, villains suck. Yeah, like, villains suck. But like and I, I still really enjoy it. It gives me my yeah, entertainment. And that's you know, all like, I'm so, asking is that is that right. we just. But, but at the same time, <laughs> I want to also acknowledge though that you don't always need to be critical about the media you consume it's fine to just sometimes mindlessly watch something what i take issue with then is, is when people start jumping on the hype train start saying this is the best thing since since the steam engine you know what i'm saying yeah like that's that's my sometimes opinion. watching a movie you have to check your brain at the door to like i mean like you know? the mummy movie i lo <laughs> i love the brendan fraser like mummy movie but the like original? i don't like the sequels too much but no you know, no the original the first the tom one. cruise version but, oh, no <laughs> no i forgot that they even made that movie I saw it like I think on Netflix. A failed, a failed cinematic universe. Yeah. Like, uh, but no, but I love the Brendan Fraser Mummy movie, right? 
But I'm not, I'm not going to say that, it, that it's like it's like the pinnacle of human achievement, right? That's one of right? the that sucks the soul out of people. Yeah. 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 Can yeah. any one person declare anything the greatest? Just in it general. Can, as long as, I think it can be a person. As long as, yeah, as, long as it carries the like, addendum of, in my opinion. You can't declare for everybody. Yeah. You can't yeah. declare and Going for back to that, that... And you can't argue it either. You couldn't right. ever argue, hey, what's the greatest movie? And, and even, like, logically point out all the flaws okay your movie has these flaws like you just can't compare well, maybe i mean i mean yeah 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 true but maybe you could you could maybe you break it down to like more minute level like let's say you compare a movie to, you know one movie to another i watched some really excellent video essays that break down certain things and say look um there are things that this movie does better than than, than this movie right and it's like, oh, you know what? I, I, I hadn't thought about that. I feel and, like it'd just be comparing like Flamignon to like just a nice burger <laughs> of like, like it, it just doesn't make sense to like compare those things of like, they're both really good, but it's like sometimes that burger hits harder than like a hundred dollar mill. You yeah. know what I mean? Like no. movies are sure. women. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. Uh, Expand on that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so going back to um, what we were saying about like participation, you know, like the way that we consume movies and like how we can still, dude, that's like your third water bottle. You don't need to give me another one. It's fine. Dude, does anyone no. else need to refill? I'm still working on my thirst. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, well, bro. so we were talking about how like. We as fans, um, you know, it can be kind of annoying how certain fan culture can be, you know. But I think, specifically with this podcast, I feel like that's one of the ways that I've been able to enjoy movies more. Is you know, like back when we did this more often, you know, where we watched a movie, or I watched a movie, and in the back of my mind, I was thinking of like certain points in my head that we could talk about during a podcast, like. I enjoyed a movie significantly more mm. when I had that, like when I have this outlet to talk about it afterwards. Yeah. Like, so I think it's important that we as fans do kind of curate these these outlets for ourselves, that so we can produce and create, and not just consume. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. There's I, definitely. I think it's important that there's definitely depth of enjoyment that you can go into something like like really any artwork painting like there's depth of like learning about it and discussing it that's like can increase your enjoyment of that one thing versus like glossing over it and just walking by it in a museum versus like learning the history behind it for the artist you know right like discussing it on a podcast a movie on a podcast and like for sure so I think, it, I think it's important that we all do that even if like you know, because this podcast doesn't have the biggest following. If it has any following, I don't It'll know. It'll get bigger. But thank you for your, your optimism. Yeah. That's right. I and you, so, but I think it's important that we all kind of have these outlets to so we don't just mindlessly consume this yeah. media. Like, we can do something with the stuff that we're given. Yeah. And, and, and just one, one more thing. Is, is Trent, Trent kind of questioned whether it was a good thing for someone to make a criticism that that, that, that that lowers someone's appreciation for something. And I, I don't believe it does because because inversely it increases your appreciation for things that don't commit similar sins. Does that make sense? I can see that. Um, uh, 
I can't think of an example off the top, off the top of my head, right? But I mean, I, I guess I'll just go back to Lord of the Rings, right? But but for me, not those, Star Wars. Those movies. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. That movie brought those movies brought so much enjoyment for me. But as my appreciation decreased, inversely, it, in fact, even more so, my appreciation for like the novels increased like twofold, threefold, and 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 now I feel like and now I feel like I have like it's like now it's like there's like more joy out of experiencing a certain work because I've because it's been diminished elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like maybe I mean maybe there's a limited amount of attention and love that we can give something, maybe. I don't know. And so it, yeah. it can't it can't it can't all be you know, it's like it's like butter, you know, you, you can only you can only uh, uh, so spread it over so, over, 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 over over so many pieces of, of toast, right? Yeah. And then some's like that butter's thicker than others, I guess. But yeah. so I that, think I think it's important to keep in mind, though, that people can find enjoyment in things for different reasons totally. than you. Like, someone could totally. love a movie about, like, losing a loved one, and that movie, like, has tons of plot holes, the exactly. acting's terrible, yeah. but it, like, just was, it, it struck a chord with them on a personal level that, like... Right. And I've never said that that's a, I've never said, and I never will say that it's bad mm -hmm. for you. Like, look, guys, I'm sorry. This is gonna sound crazy. I don't know. I don't know why, guys. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why, but I enjoy Batman v Superman so much. But every time, no, 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 guys, 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 I, I 100% acknowledge that it is a mess. It is a dumpster fire. Have you seen the the new Justice League? Yeah, I have. Did you like it? I liked it better than the than the Joss Whedon cut. But was it a good movie? The original one was terrible. I think it's definitely it's worth better, watching. It's better, but like the bar is so low that it might yeah, not be worth it. Guys, I'll, I'll, look, every time I hear people say, talk about all the issues with Batman v Superman, I'm like, yeah, you are so right. Like, like, like it is so flawed on so many freaking levels, but there's something about it. It's like what Trent said. It's like, it strikes the right chords. Like yeah. music, I think is spectacular. I love, I love the high contrast, like, like the use of darks and lights. Mm. And I feel like, Ben Affleck is was a spectacular Batman. I thought he was I, great, I, I, as, great as, on that. as, as this, this grizzled old old jaded veteran kind of guy. Yeah, and, and that scene where, where where he's freeing Superman's mother from the warehouse, where he's just beating those criminals to a pulp is like is like. Do you enjoy that? I, I thought yeah. it was one of the best pieces of action I've ever seen oh, compared yeah. to film. Period. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I'm sorry, the big doomsday. CGI troll guy. <laughs> I loved it. Really? <laughs> I thought he was so cool. But like I'm not saying that it's like that it's like the best thing ever. I, I completely I accept it. I accept that the movie is so, so broken. Especially it's, especially it's not as good of a movie as others, but you enjoy it more than does that make sense? Yes. Like, yeah, I mean I mean Civil War is such a better movie. Like it's a better on, movie. On, on almost every level. So it's like a fast food meal. It's but, just a really greasy nasty. But, 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 you're like, this is horrible, but I still like it. But, mm -hmm. But but like even deeper than a fast food meal, it's like it's like I like it's like there are some really good moments in this. Like like I would say that that, that technically speaking, in terms of like the script, the acting, it, like the, the Civil War is a much 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 better crafted movie than Batman v Superman. I would not I would never argue that on an objective level, BVS is better. No way, no but how. But but more. my enjoyment level yeah is is and I don't know why it it, it, it it's like the it's, it's like that weird thing that that intangible that Trent is talking about is that there are just certain things that sometimes a movie even through pure accident 
will just kind of hit the right chords, and it's like, huh, I kind of enjoyed that. Well, I think I think the the whole burger example is a good good analogy to towards that. Is like, there could be this super nice restaurant that's three hundred bucks a plate, but like at the end of the day, you'd rather I just go to Carl's Jr. and yeah. yeah, or just go get a Big Mac. Yeah. And people might think like you're just an idiot for thinking that that is better than that. There's so much more on a technical level. Like there's so much that was made by a high high school dropout. This was made by, you know, like a world renowned chef. But world renowned chef. Yeah. And you recognize that, but you like it more. And that's interesting that like something flawed, you can have that on a higher pedestal than something that's like perfect. You know, I guess that's how it is with Marvel movies. Sometimes it's like, I know they're not always like. The most I know they have flaws, but sometimes it's like I just rather enjoy that than like it could even yeah. over some Academy Award-winning movie that has all these fancy like Nomadland, like Nomadland. You know, no flaws. Like subjectively, there's no flaws. You know, or they're very they've minimal. By the book, they've done everything. Right. Yeah, but something has like big plot hole. It's like sometimes that's just more enjoyable. Yeah. So, speaking about how easy it is to get fast food, how do you feel about how? easy it is to stream now and how that adds to industry culture. Do you guys think streaming is a good or bad thing? Wait a minute, who's the host here? (laughs) (laughs) Brent here is taking over. (laughs) Introducing my next (laughs) co-host. No, you're all co-hosts. He's like the Mandarin. I mean, it depends who you're talking to. If you're talking to like the big wigs, the 1%, they're gonna say um, no. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like it's easier for them to make money off like streaming these days though. Yes and no, but you're making you're 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 increasing the size and the amount of people. I mean, just go back to music. Labels are dying right now. Yeah, yeah. Because a kid in his basement doesn't have to go to that label. I think that's to a put good out thing. A platinum song, and yeah. I think that's a good thing. And it doesn't have to because drive around to radio exactly. stations. I can live in my basement and be a Grammy-winning artist. Yeah, because yeah. those labels people, are so exploited. And we're even at the point now, you can live in your basement and make a freaking movie through 3D animation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's people. People use iPhones to make so movies I now. So I think. I think. The old school kind of big, like whether that's a produce, like a Pixar or I won't say Pixar, but you know what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, like if it's a record label or it's like these major producing companies that produce, you know, you know, whatever. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with movies. I think. Yeah. I, I, I guess it's gonna be whoever can kind of learn to adapt, but I think generally yeah. the masses. Yes. I think, I think we're really nostalgic about things like Blockbuster. You know, you just remember those days going back and finding the game or movie you wanted. But honestly, I think it's just nostalgic goggles. Because See, I, well, I think there's real psych, psychological See, I am not nostalgic for, for Blockbuster. Really? <laughs> oh, no. I love Blockbuster. Well, I think, I think oh, it's the same I, as going to the movie theater. Fridays to pick up like four movies. I think it's, it's, it makes it more of an experience. Yeah. And that adds to it. It's the whole scarcity thing exactly. is that you have to go through more effort where on Netflix you can just hit play, you're not gonna appreciate that movie as much as That's if such you a have good point. to like. Do you ever remember going to a blockbuster and the movie you wanted to get is all sold out? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah like, so you appreciate it more when it was actually on the shelf. Yeah. But I think I think if being able to actually obtain it. Dude, and, dude, I used to go to the, the public library all the time to rent uh, Attack of the Clones. Really? I yeah. remember that actually. Yeah, I used to go there all so, the time. And some days it would be on the shelf and days it wouldn't. Yeah. So that's 
actually here's what I think it comes down to is that when you put more effort into something it, it creates more like your time is devoted to that thing like going to the movie theater you're there to consume that movie if you're watching it at home you're watching Netflix how many times are you on your phone? Yeah. You're getting up, you're going to the bathroom. I've been trying to be better at that because I've noticed that. Like, when and you're on so, Netflix, you really don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm on my phone for right. like half of the movie, even if I've never yeah. seen it before. Right. And I think and it I'm comes down to, to be like, better at, like, appreciate. You're not appreciating the art as much. You're not going in depth. And so it's not that that movie is on Netflix is worse than the one in the theater, but when you went to that movie in the theater, you were there, focused. Exactly. And you experienced that's, it. That's partially why things are less special now not because mm -hmm. not only because the quantity has increased but the way we experience the 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 media has completely changed so just to add to that really quick can yeah. i yeah so i mean if you guys know me you guys know that i really hated the last jedi but we all hated the last but jedi. except for well, except for except for uh, a few yeah. um you but but anyway, anyway um but I, I had no intention of seeing it because I was so disappointed by The Force Awakens. I was like, okay, I, I know where this is going. Oh boy, did I not. <laughs> uh, but I, but it, was after, it was after the semester had ended. I was coming home. My parents were pulling out of the driveway. And I said, hey, we're going to go see the new Star Wars movie. You want to come? And I said, but you're paying. <laughs> and they paid. And I tell you, though, it was at the New Spanish Forks Cinemark. Yeah, uh, and and there's just something about the, the atmosphere, especially going in like mid December of going to the movies. Yes, it's really magical. And as much oh, as I hated that movie, I still look I, I still look fondly back on that experience because it was fun going to the movies. You can probably even and remember, we've lost that since COVID. You can probably even remember where Definitely. you sat in the theater. I uh, can't remember that, but because <laughs> I, 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 that's what I did for my 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 twenty twenty one and twenty third and twenty fourth birthday. I went and saw, when Star, Wars. Like, I I saw Star Wars. I can think back to the movies. Like, like you could movie say sucked. a movie. Yeah, yeah. Like I bet you could name a movie that you've gone seen in theaters, and it, you'd even remember partially like where you were sitting. Dude, in the theater, I remember. Like before, and I after. remember seeing Return of the King. Okay, two thousand three. I remember it was at Spanish Eight Theater. Yep. I remember what theater, like what room you specifically. Do? I remember what row. And I remember mm -hmm. what seat I was in. I remember. I can perfectly visualize myself okay. seeing the the intro, the prologue, Smeagol scene, oh. like and like being terrified first off. Two thousand three, I was I was what seven years old, so and like it was that experience, like those, yeah. like I wouldn't have remembered that if I was like sitting on my couch yeah. watching yeah. watching on VHS. Yeah. yeah, with surround sound and the atmosphere. Dude. So like, I think. So Dude, seeing those movies in theater, and yeah. also with other people, Lord of the Rings was just exactly it's this, it's a social experience. So yeah. going back to like um, uh, when we going back to when we went to go see like How to Train Your Dragon back in 2010, like we'd go see movies together. Remember guys, remember that? Oh, we saw Chronicles of Narnia from my Yeah, I remember that, that dude. That was so fun. That was, that was a great like, experience. I remember. I remember we were at the very top. We were. Yeah, we no, were. No, no, it was at Provo Cinemark. Yeah, it was at the yeah. Provo Cinemark. Think about like watching a comedy by yourself on your couch versus like watching a good comedy like in the theaters. <laughs> and like the whole With audience laughing. Yeah. You I know? Enjoy, I, I versus have... yourself just oh, like, oh. oh, that's awesome. There's something about like experiencing experiencing yeah. something with people yeah especially Comedy's with like way more comedy and horror people. i think like it's like that's why oh dude okay that totally brings up a memory that's why i think get out was one of the greatest theater experiences that, i've had because because was it, was it, yeah i think so it was a packed theater comedy horror 
the entire theater was just so into yeah, it. And it, 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 it like say. it amplified the experience, the elevated the experience so much. When he stopped to do with the antlers, the entire audience was just like, yeah, yeah everyone's like, cheering. Everyone I was, was into it. Yeah. I was like, it was, it was amazing. Awesome. So <laughs> I think going back to what you brought up, Brent, about streaming, I think things are less special because like the collective attention span is becoming shorter and shorter. Like, you know, like people, like when when a movie comes to Netflix, (laughs) when a movie comes to Netflix, you know, like critics will maybe talk about it for like a few days and then it's over. Maybe. Maybe, if that. But but before, like before COVID, like, and before streaming was huge, you know, critics would be talking about movies for weeks on end. And then like, and then, and then award season comes around and they talk about it for months. You know, so I think the the turnaround rate for movies is becoming shorter because of streaming and specifically because of COVID. And that builds it all for culture, man. It. That's what tell I me about it, dude. That's what I believe. Oh, for sure. And I think this is something else I've I've thought about so much about about theaters and its place in our world today. And I hope, I hope that they will never die. Because I was about to say, I've heard they're going bankrupt. Like, so they they kind of are. What if Marcus never gets to go see a theater? <laughs> go to the theater, dude. I know, like, and that would like, be a depressing day, man. That would be. I think if anything, I hope they'll never die. They might become like a niche service, like drive-in movie theaters. You know, but like <laughs> they won't. They won't be like a mass uh, consumed way of watching movies. So it might be like a more niche thing in the future. Are we gonna but have to buy a dollar popcorn every time to keep them in business? That's yep, how I think work. so. Yeah, no, but I mean, <laughs> no more sneaking dude, in. Dude, like, <laughs> but you guys know the entire Warner Bros. slate for 2021 is on HBO Max, right? Dude, dude, I want to see. So, okay, dude, when I was gonna bring. I was gonna, it was gonna. It's coming out in October. No. But hold on. Should so book. they, Warner Bros. is now reconsidering putting Dune on HBO Max because of the success of Godzilla vs. Kong. It did so well in theaters that they're considering only doing a theatrical release for Dune, which is very hopeful. Let's go. Yeah. How, like, and I, I, how was Godzilla vs. Kong? I, <laughs> that was terrible. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so Big monkey, though. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I really hope with all my heart that like theaters will survive. And not only theaters, but like Art house theaters. I hope they'll. I hope they'll be around. Like Broadway? Yeah. yeah, Broadway so theater. Like, You're tearing up theater. a little bit. I'm tearing up, guys. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, 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 it's. I think it's the most pure, um, and best way to to watch a movie. To like to to get in your car, to drive to a theater at a certain time. You're in the foyer. You're in the foyer. Small popcorn. Even if the movie sucked, it's still a great experience. Well, and there is always that guy who's like talking. Yeah, that. I mean, no. every, every theater I've been to, it's like someone's like they're talking at normal volume, or they're on their phone, or they're like trying to make jokes. It's like, right? I don't know. There it are can. It can. Yeah, there are there are definitely negatives, but like when I think of the highest highs I compared been. to the lowest lows, oh, it's dude. well worth it. Yeah. You know, thinking about like my experiences yeah. with with Get Out. Or like even Endgame or Infinity War. Endgame Lord. was an awesome, incredible. I'm trying to think of what my best theater experience was. The Lobster. 
I think I think, lighthouse. I, you know what? I actually came I've come around and actually liked that movie. You liked it? Yeah. I thought you liked it already, so that's No, I hate, I, I, hate, I kinda hated it at first, but oh, really? but I, I think um I remember seeing okay, I don't think it's a good movie nowadays, but when but when it first came out, I was like fifteen, Clash of the Titans. <laughs> dude, I remember seeing that movie dude, with you. Yeah, dude, we loved it. I was, I, I was with you guys. We're, yeah, yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, that's that's great. Too. I remember um, didn't we see Sucker Punch too? Yeah. In theaters? Oh, <laughs> oh, I I was yeah. I, it looked interesting, but it was so bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all know it's... why we saw that movie. Although, although to be honest, I liked I liked some of some of the fictional settings were kind of cool. I thought, but but um, but I think I think that the best theater experience I've had was probably. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith, man. I remember all seeing the hype too. for that movie. Seeing the teaser in the th- in theaters, and then finally going and seeing it after all the, the I think that's probably the, the the best theater experience. Watching Avatar in IMAX was pretty cool too, though. But so, not saying it's a great movie, but but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it's been a while oh, since man. I've been to the movies, even before COVID. It was weird. I think yeah, too, I, I think the Lighthouse was probably the last theater movie I went to. That was fall of nineteen. Was it? I think that was my first. Uh, yeah, that was like wow. October. Oh, you 19. know what? That probably yeah. was. That probably was. was. Yeah, yeah. I think that was. Was it? She. I'll I'll never get. <laughs> she. I'll never get sick of going to the theater. Like I'll I'll happily pay that premium. It is expensive too when you think about it because like a service, I just, like can be, service but, for one movie is it's cost of one yeah. movie. You know. What you I know what I also like? love though is how is is sitting in the theater is I always felt like the trailers were louder than the actual movie. But I think it was so fun though. Like I like just I love how just loud everything yeah. was, and I loved yeah. how grainy the picture looks at times. Yeah. You know, and they, but like high definition, but also kind of a grainy yeah. look. I, I I loved it. I loved it. It felt so real. So it was such a visceral, if, if that's the word you use, experience. That's I don't know. Good, yeah. I, I I I would like theaters to come back. Yeah. They will. I I I think we still have. We're definitely ways to go before streaming. And people, people crave, especially after COVID, people crave a social experience. They crave that experience. And so I think theaters will be, I think there, people are going to be going in troves once everyone's vaccinated. And yeah, I think it's going to be a great day. So one last point, we're over an hour here. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. So I want to, beg this question can art exist in commerce can art exist in what commerce meaning if if something is made to make money for a business can or should it still be considered art in the case of movies absolutely in fact it can't exist without commerce exactly because in order for a movie to get off the ground you need you need a budget and the studio that takes up the loan, right, and gives to the you know and gives to the movie. They're not just looking for that to get that debt to be paid off, but they're looking for a profit. It has to be profit. But the thing is, so if the studio doesn't feel like there's a profit to be made, no money goes into it. And and you know, you look at some of the, like like the biggest epics, epic movies that that required massive budgets to, to actually really fully realize the director's vision and do justice to the scale of the story. 
you can't do that without without the commercial aspect. It's simply impossible. It, you just so can't. does that does the commercialization of a movie then affect the artistic integrity of it? It can. Yes. Especially especially when it comes to sequels. But that's not to yeah. say I don't think the people necessarily involved in the actual creation of the movie. They're, they're 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 being paid, but I think that it's also that there's passion for it, right? Oh, but the problem, but the problem is the studio sometimes pushing for a story to be unnaturally uh, continued or to you, you know or to be expanded. That that's an even bigger issue with TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you know, and th- when the showrunners don't know if it's gonna be if it's gonna be renewed for another season. Yeah, and you know, I mean, like the fact the Walking Dead is still going. Is it really? Yes. Season, I think it's season 10 they're on. 11 is it like a completely new cast? Everyone's just died well, They off, said they're like, planning on going for like 10 more seasons even if they can. Like they're so just going to keep going. So because money, it, because like, it's a cash cow. And so I feel, I, feel like, I feel like there's a balance that has to be struck. Right? Commerce can definitely destroy art. It definitely mm-hmm. has that power. Like art can be lost in commerce. But yeah, art, I agree. like, yeah, I, I agree 100%. Like, Obviously, you need commerce, but I think that there's there are definitely situations where commerce can destroy that. Yeah, this, that's partially why I enjoy why I can like pick out and safe like still have my moral integrity. You know, maybe that's not the right word, but why I can still have with a full conscience say that I like the MCU because although yeah, it can be written off as just a cash grab for Marvel or for Disney, there are still people involved in those individual movies who are creating something that they personally care about. So like, classic example, Taika Waititi. You know, like he's an artist. He he is a visionary director. James Gunn, he is a visionary director and he truly cares about the characters that he creates and he writes for and directs for. So like, even though like, yeah, those movies yeah, they could be written off as they're there to make money. There are still other people involved. There are enough people involved who care about what's being created mm-hmm. that it can be taken as art. It can be it can yeah. be considered as art. Yeah, um, I totally totally agree. Now the question is, it also depends on how much studio interference is going on. Yeah, I think that's, that's what thing. Trent was saying. How like commerce yeah. can interfere. Yeah, yeah, and people who have who don't have who don't have a creative bone in their body making decisions that they think will actually maximize profit. Hobbit movies, Hobbit trilogy <laughs> yeah. is the is the yeah, prime I, example. I haven't of, even seen of, those movies. You're not missing out. Yeah, um, I've been told not to. But but the thing is but the thing is is that like there's still things to appreciate and there were still people who were who who at, at the top of their craft who were put who were pouring their heart and soul into those movies. Yeah. But that's true. that doesn't always salvage a movie. For sure. You, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it does. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Overall, that um, so, but that isn't to say that, that there aren't maybe things that you can pick and choose and say, okay, yeah, you know, I like that, I like that, I like that. But overall, like you know, sometimes it's just not enough to to uh, to shed the other, you know, the baggage of greed. That's a sure. sad thing about movies is like there's so many moving pieces and so many people that like you could have an actor that like they pour their whole heart and soul into a role, give a great performance, but the VFX sucks. The plot the script writing sucked like you know it's like it just all goes down it's like there's so many people but at the same time right. it has that much potential to do great 
Yeah, I know. Right. When you, you know, have exactly. everyone there's playing nothing, their role. That's so true. There's nothing more painful than seeing than seeing uh, someone in their prime doing their best work and having it overshadowed by crap. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like having a great player on a crappy NBA team. It's like you know you, you know what I'm saying like uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of an example. Okay. There was a movie made about LeBron how, James with the old school Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have no sympathy for LeBron James at this Me point either. though. Um, ring, ring chaser. <laughs> but so there was a movie made by Oliver Stone. I'm sure you guys have heard of him. He made a movie about my favorite historical figure, Alexander the Great. And they got so much right, right? You know, that you know, like like the sets and the and the costumes and, and, and the special effects were just were, were incredible. But the script was just an absolute mess. The movie's almost unwatchable. And that's coming from somebody who loves history, you know what I'm saying? And if it's almost unwatchable for yeah. me, the average, you know, like, like the movie yeah. bombed. And so like, it's just so painful seeing a movie that had so much potential, that had so much good, so much going for it, be completely just, just to have its legs like swept out from under it. Um, I mean, I, I, the, Hobbit yeah, movies, the, the, the Hobbit movies are another great example, I think. Pretty, pretty dang good casting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Great story. Great source material to go off of. But they... I know, but they just botched it so badly. You know? And so, like, like that for me is... Just going off of what Trent said is, is just so painful. To yeah. It's one thing if a, movie, if a bad movie is just a bad movie that has no redeeming qualities. You forget about it. But it's... It, it's it's the bad movies that had so much good so cool. in there. And I think undercut. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the most painful. The last yeah. Year, but yeah, like, when... when Disney bought Star Wars. I had so I had never been so excited for any like cinema like movie. Like I was like, this is literally amazing. Colin. Disney and Star Wars are literally like the two things that keep me going in this life. Okay, call you know like Pause. yeah. I'm being a little sarcastic there, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like I was just like, these movies are going to be absolutely amazing. How could like with because what with what, what with the resources. And with what they've been able to do with Marvel, I was like, these movies are going to be amazing. And they were the polar opposite. Colin, it was October of 2012. I was at your house. The day the news broke that Disney had bought Star Wars, my dad sent me a text and told me all about it. Sent me a leak with the article. Um, and and, I, and I, was, I was sitting there talking with you in your room. And we're like, you had a smartphone in 2012? Uh, it was a... It wasn't... A, was it a smartphone? I don't remember, but, but he, that's besides the point. Anyway, continue. maybe he didn't. Send, maybe maybe he 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 just paraphrased all the information. I can't remember, but basically he told me everything that was going down, all the plans for the new movies in this test. Yeah. Colin and I were just sitting in his room, but we were just like, I don't know who else was with us, but we were just freaking out. We was like, this is gonna be so big, and then it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> like, dude, the the movies they could have made, like. A new Jedi Order. It's not over yet. Not over. That's optimistic. Well, well, that's what's so disappointing about the Mandalorian is that we know where it's headed. Yeah. No matter how good, no matter how good it is right now, it's headed for an absolute dead end. I agree, and I just think with how bad they screwed it up, I it's it's almost ruined a little bit of my childhood. Well, it's like but the Mandalorian is a perfect example of mindless consumption. It's trying. Don't think too much about it. Do a U-turn on a cruise ship. Yeah. And so it's like maybe in ten years. The Star Wars. Like, can it, be they will fine. have to make yeah, some like, miracles happen <laughs> for me to get excited about Star Wars again because what they did. Sorry, this is beside the point. I'm not no, sure. I, I mean, 
last thing I'll say about that is I am very much looking forward to Kenobi. I think that might be the redeeming True. Disney I'll Star it when Wars. I see it, but yeah, I, me too. Like I'm not. I'm not. Because they have done nothing. I'm not getting my. Yeah. I think we have come to a conclusion. Maybe not. One yeah, more thing. Maybe. One more thing. Okay. Just joking. Go. Oh, okay. Uh, there's clearly a lot to unpack here. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> Reddit moment. So, Every um, English lecture. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's unpack this, shall we? So we will continue on this conversation, but maybe on another episode. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep podcasting. Dude, let's keep it going, baby. Yeah, let's do it. Let's bring let's it back. T- let's become a top ten don't, podcast. Don't let, the fl- yeah, man. don't let the flame die out, man. We I'm going to bring back Trent's point of how much music is produced. Currently, there's over 43 million episodes of podcasts on the internet. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Lot, but hey, oh, hey it's all about finding your niche. <laughs> one, okay, actually, one last thing I was thinking of before this episode. So we started this podcast. Uh, it was February or March of 2019. And I remember right before that, I remember thinking, like, podcasting hasn't even begun. And I think... You know, that was two years, a little over two years ago. And I think that's, I think we're, we haven't even scratched scratched the surface with podcasting. Like it, it, it's, it has, and if you find your audience, it's starting, Ian, if you, if you find your audience, you're good. It's, I think it's like kind of starting to explode, but it hasn't exploded yet. So there, there's room for us, guys. Let's ride the wave, there's baby. room for us. Let's ride the wave. Thank you for listening and uh, participating in your own way. Um, whoa. Jace Kelly. I wonder what he wants to talk about. Okay, let's try that again. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Real World. Um, I don't know if we'll keep calling ourselves The Real World. <laughs> Let us know if you have a better name. It's just not unique enough. There are other podcasts called The Real World. So, Shit. yeah. It's too punny. I, I like I like how punny it is. No, I like we it could call it Ian's world. Too many people like uh, come up. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, yeah. Elmo's world. Ian's world. It has to be a pun though, for sure. Like <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong. With and it's got to be a cheap domain name as well. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably the most important. Cheap son of a The most important. <laughs> Guys, I'm three years into this domain name, realworldpodcast.com. Okay. You probably sell that for a lot. No, it's, it's like it's totally.